Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's guest is Nate Menninger and he's an American explorer, athlete, and freelance writer. He's addicted to traveling and even more so adrenaline. He is scuba dived in the Blue Hole in Belize with no experience, ran with the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain, backcountry skied in Patagonia, hitchhiked through South America, played with the Israel National Lacrosse Team in an Israeli war zone. That's insane. And he's also bungee jumped, skydived, and much more. Today we're going to be talking about all these experiences, a seven-month journey through South America, how savings disappeared, and how he supplemented his journey with writing gigs and odd traveling jobs. Welcome to the show, Nate. Woohoo! Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, you know, so just tell us, tell us, how did you get started? What led you to want to do all these crazy things? And, you know, I just want to know the beginning. What's the beginning like for you? Uh, I mean, that's a hard question. I don't really know how to pinpoint my love for adrenaline. I think, uh, I played sports my whole life, and sports are very much – adrenaline is very much a part of sports. And uh, I think I just found this addiction. I traveled a lot as a kid, so that kind of implanted a, a sense of global understanding and, and a desire to travel. And then when you mix that with the sports and the adrenaline, I, I get into some weird situations. <laughs> well, what sports did you grow up playing? Um, I played football, lacrosse, and I ran track and field. And in college, I did track and, and lacrosse. Uh, and who knows, might might go back and play some more. Well, I mean, I mean, that, that must have been you know fun for you when you were playing with the Israeli national lacrosse team then, because you know you played that a lot growing up. Yeah, that was a that was a unique experience when we went over there and uh, we played with them, and then I ended up playing on the team uh, a few games later, but. But it was unique, you know. There's, there, I remember there were bombs going off nearby, and no one knew what it was. No one, none of us knew, and because uh, I was just going over there to play with them, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you weren't expecting all that. 
And all of a sudden, I was like, what was that? And the little, little like, eight-year-old is just like, oh, don't worry. That's just a bomb. It's fine. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> um, so so th- th- this begs the question. So in each of these countries, is like, for example, Israel, uh, Patagonia, you know, Pamplonia, what are the things that you learned? I mean, do you find that there was any um, common thing that you learned in all these cultures that people like to, to experience or – Maybe each of them were unique, but what did you learn about yourself in all these cultures? I think every trip is unique. Uh, I think I learned the most about myself in the most recent trip when I went to South America for seven months because I was really, you know, on my own and and surviving. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And uh, I learned a lot about traveling. First of all, traveling is not easy. You know, it's very different from vacation, which a lot of people who travel know. Um, and I think that <laughs> I used to think anyone could travel, which I still do think, but you actually do have to be to travel extensively and, and survive. You have to be very intellectual. You have to use your assets. You have to plan your, plan your journey. Where am I going to go? How am I going to get a job? You have to basically reimmerse yourself in any, every city you go to get a job and keep moving. And that's not easy. No, I mean, I, I say this all the time, especially in the earlier episodes, there's a difference of vacation and, and, and also like traveling, like you said, because there's, there's one that you, you actually have to almost act like a native. Um, when you talk about immersing yourself in these, in these cultures and learning how to get a job so you can survive, can you share some of your experiences and tips that people can take on? Because I have a lot of emails from people who tell me they want to do a year trip somewhere, but they're not sure how to approach it. They're not sure what to, what to take into inventory or what to plan for and I haven't traveled like you have in that way. So I'm curious as to, to what your response would be to that. Well, first of all, you got to have enough money for the plane ticket. Okay. I guess there are ways to get around it. I know I met people that hitchhike across the ocean. You can work a cruise job. You can do a couple websites where you can work on a boat and get across the ocean. There are ways. But easiest is obviously get a plane flight. And allot yourself a little bit, a little bit of money just to get started so it could just be like a thousand dollars for reserves and uh and then it really just boils down to outgoing which people find it hard to be outgoing in america i know sometimes i do but when you're traveling it it doesn't matter because you're never going to see these people again so you kind of enter a new a new phase where you just have to do it if you aren't outgoing you will not survive Hmm. you'll not meet the right people you're not find a place to live like you, you just won't survive you won't find work so it's kind of a survival technique so it's easier than people think because it's it's a necessity so when you say outgoing the, the, the immediate question that comes to mind then is well how can i make sure that i'm not getting um now a lot of people say they're afraid right that they're not getting into the wrong areas you know how do they know how to have that intellectual intelligence to know which is the, the safest spot is there any research they can do are there people they can talk to when they land to be able to figure out the lay of the land. And, you know, uh, when you say outgoing, how did you get a job out of a situation where you thought maybe if you didn't tap into your social intelligence skills, you wouldn't have gotten otherwise? Right. Well, to start off, if you need a home base, there's like websites like workaway.info and the other one's called, uh, I mean, there's a, a ton, workaway.info, Wolf. Uh, find a crew. These are all sites where you go on and you exchange your services, your work for food and a bed. So it's always a good place to get landed if you don't have a, any money or any anything. But then uh, 
Honestly, I, it's, it's hard to really give advice on this because I think I lack a, a large percentage portion of the uh, the fear concept. Um, <laughs> well, you you you're living I end up in a lot of weird situations. I think the most recent one I was just. Huh? I, I was gonna say, of course, I'm, yeah, exactly. You live in adrenaline, so it's um, very you, you know you lack the fear aspect. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I guess. I guess I process fear. I just kind of just dismiss it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but. For example, the last time I ended up and I was I was coming from a, an island in Brazil and I was taking the boat back and I was on the street looking for a place to stay, right? Mm-hmm. I had to make it to the center of Rio and I didn't know what bus to take. You know, I'm looking like a stupid traveler with my big backpack. So I, I use what Portuguese I know at the moment and I start talking to some lady on the street. And next thing you know, I'm sleeping in her house, which is like in a favela on the floor for like eight days. <laughs> Because she was just like, you should come by and, you know, see if there's internet. And uh, next thing you know, I'm just with her family, sleeping on the floor of her house in the middle of, like, the heart of Brazil, favela. <laughs> and it was incredible. But I don't think a lot of people would do that. Point is, you have to be trusting of other people. But you have to be cognizant that, you know, some situations might be sketchy. Mm. Yeah. So one time I got offered a, a place to live in a house, for example. And... uh and I had already, I'd already lived with two men for free. Like they had just asked me to live in their penthouse apartment or asked me to live in some other place. And, uh, and I accepted it. And the third time it was like every day I was going to, I was getting offered to stay for free. And this person was very nice, but quickly realized they were, uh, an alcoholic. So I found it best not to accept the offer. That's what I mean by be, I guess, cognizant. No, no, and it does sound like you, you know you're going to have to learn a lot by you know trial by error. You make some mistakes, but that's part of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, and being able to put yourself out there. But if you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to actually benefit at all. Yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, yeah, being, yeah. being uncomfortable is the best part about traveling. I think. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think one of my best experiences was, was getting lost in in Greece with my friends and just trying to figure out how to get back to to the home base. Um, but you know, we sort of discovered a city inadvertently by, by exactly, exactly. Uh, at, at the, the moment, moment, it's not the funnest, you know, you might have food or water, <laughs> but if you survive in the end, you'll look back and you'll say, wow, that was, that was a good moment. You know, the darkest moments is when you learn the most of this. I, it's I, cliche, I, but true. I, I agree. I agree. The, the seven month trip that you took through South America, how many countries did you visit? Um, I actually only went to uh four countries that's fine that's that's still through south america though yeah so what four countries so i started in argentina and uh went to chile made my way through chile back to through argentina to uruguay and then back to brazil so i didn't i didn't take i didn't go through that many countries actually because i i really wanted to like learn the culture meet the people so i invested like a month in every place i went to Mm. Well, let's let's talk about the, the the four countries then. So, first of all, which was your favorite? My favorite country is Brazil, I think. And uh, I mean, the people were just um, incredibly nice. I was at the end of my trip. I was a little depressed because I really wanted to see my family, and I was sick of eating rice and hot dogs every day. <laughs> so that kind of mixed in, but but I really like the country. The people are so nice. The language was a new language for me, which I ended up learning very quickly. And I just like I fell in love with the culture and the people, and uh, 
It wasn't the most beautiful place I ever went, but it was the best country, I guess. Best country. All right. And now, and now were you there during a lot of the uh, during the Olympics? Um, I actually wasn't. I was in. I was in. Where was I? I was in Patagonia. I was living in a in a mountain at a ski area. Or in a van. I'm not really sure how um, yeah, well yeah. I was at the moment. You're definitely an adventure, an adventure guy. Okay, so okay, fine. So Brazil, you talked about the people being there, be, being nice and very friendly. What was Argentina like? And how did you? You said you wanted to immerse yourself in each of the cultures. So what were the things that you did to make sure that you, I guess, fit in, for lack of a better word, into Argentina, into Paraguay, into Chile, right. into Brazil? Right. Um. Well, I guess I'll start at the end. So in Brazil, obviously, I had to not wear a shirt for like two weeks straight because I was I was considered branquinho, which means little whitey, you know. So I had to adjust there, um, which is nice. It's summertime, you know. It's back here. It's winter, but it's summer there. So that was the main, most important thing. Next, I'd say I was living. I mean, I lived in the you know like practically a favela with a full on. Brazilian family. There's no, not one word of English. So you have no other choice but to assimilate, but to immerse yourself. And then you got to just take adventures and uh, go around the city, see what's good. I mean, quaint yourself with the, the popular tourist attractions, which you always got to do. And uh, that was what I did in Brazil. Uh, in Uruguay, uh, I, uh, I worked two jobs. I worked with a family on a farm, which was, uh, Different, I guess. <laughs> um, it was fun. You're riding horses. You know, you're looking for ostrich eggs on the farm. You're eating eggs. I think I ate like eight, eight eggs my first meal in one meal. Wow. wow. And I was just eating eggs. That was it. You ate them raw. You poked a hole in the top because the boss did it. And he, the boss did it. I did it. So. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I ate that raw, raw eggs. You just, you know, drink them like it's a, like it's a water bottle. I don't know. It was weird. Um, so that, I immersed there. Should I keep going? Yeah. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> this, this, this is fascinating to me. <laughs> um, I, I worked at another surf shop in Uruguay. Uh, which was just basic hostel job, which is always good to meet people. And then from there, you settle into other places, like in, uh, I guess now, now it gets weird, in Chile. Um, well, I lived a month in Mendoza. Uh, I worked a job, and then I found some people and found a cheap room, which was the size of Harry Potter's room under the closet. 
It was the smallest place in the earth. I slept on the floor, um, but it was very cheap. And I lived there. And before that, I'd come from a penthouse apartment in Chile, uh, the center of Santiago, which someone had given to me for free. Uh, I met the guy. <laughs> At the moment, I was living in a van in this mountain. And uh, I was I was... I was going to buy one meal at the lodge because it was so expensive and I was sick of eating the egg and cheese sandwiches, egg and sausage sandwiches every day for weeks. So I said, I'm going to buy one meal. And I bought this meal and I talked to this dude and in five minutes, he was just like, hey, you should check out uh, this other place I got. Like if, you're not, if you don't know where you're going, if you're going back to Argentina, you should just like come by, check it out. And he offered it to me for free for the month. Wow. Oh. And uh yeah, I went by and I had no idea what it was going to be. And then it was, boom, it's like the nicest place I've ever lived in in my life. And that was sweet. But also dumb. And I got in the van in the first place by following some dude I met at a bar for like an hour who invited me <laughs> on the van trip. So there's there's kind of a repetition. Oh, my God. Uh, and I got on the van because I was actually living with another random dude at the hostel who was like, hey, I'm going to buy a house. Do you want to stay there for <laughs> A month, and I was like, "Sure, fuck it." In the middle of the country, so it's kind of. I just kind of just say, "I guess I'm not allowed to." I say, "Fuck it," a lot, and I no, just go. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, but I'm, I'm just picturing um, someone, a parent, listening to this, and and, and just saying, "Like, what? Whoa!" You know, someone wanted to send their their kid out there for the first time, and the picture. Right. I don't. I don't know if I would send this to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> they would probably be horrified, but you know, at the same time, I am I'm amazed at the the, the amount of confidence and, and and trust you had. That's uh, I, I mean, obviously you're back now in Pennsylvania, so I mean, obviously you made it out, made it out safely. But <laughs> that's that's just incredible. I mean, you should if you don't write a book on this, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice, sir, because. I think, you think? Oh my goodness! My seven month journey across South America and what I learned—perfect title. Definitely. I guess you could. I guess you could. The thing is, you meet people that that are like. Imagine me, just like someone who's ten times more incredible. I met someone who traveled for three years, and each year they hadn't spent more than two thousand four hundred dollars. Goodness, my goodness! And I was like, what? He had no phone. He had no computer. <laughs> I was like, dude, what? And then, how am I gonna write a book when there's someone doing a two-year journey? With, you got, you oh got sense. You got to start with your story, Nate, because you know, your story is unique. I'm, I can guarantee you, your story is ready. I mean, it's blowing me away. I mean, I can't imagine how many other people it would, because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's got that adrenaline vibe to it, and that's something that you're all about. So, but, but you know, speaking of your type of mindset and the way the type of person you are, you wanted. To prove, or you still want to prove that everything is possible, no matter how difficult or dangerous um, something seems. And that's kind of what's informed every decision that you've made. Why do you want to prove that? I don't really know. You know, a lot of travelers complain about how other people want to travel and they say it's too hard. You know, I have a job, I have all this stuff, which is a good point. If you're a traveler, you want other people to travel and experience the world. I think that mine's not necessarily about traveling. If you don't want to travel, don't travel. I'm not going to convince you to travel. But I like to run with the bulls. I like to do the, the craziest things to show that anything really is possible the harder you try. 
So if you're backcountry skiing in in uh in the middle of Patagonia, you know, on some knife sheer edge, and uh, you got crampons, Isaac. I want to do that to show people later and inspire and inspire them really, and show and inspire them to to do what they want to do, I guess. And then through your travels, you also meet a bunch of people, like I just told you, that guy who traveled for so long on no money, who are also inspiring. And I really, I really would love to just take all the stories from all the people you meet, the tattoo artists. The, form the one drivers and put them in one place so everyone can go there and and uh find out what it is they want to do research it whether it's you know being a master chef or i don't know making cupcakes in the favela i don't know but they can find it out and that would be the ultimate goal and I think there's also an element of self discovery that one one experiences and i can imagine you've learned a lot by yourself you know in the last year and and you've probably done more than you even thought that you could do prior to traveling. Yeah, I think actually the, the one thing I learned, my original goal was to go through every country, uh, go from Brazil back down across and up to Colombia. But uh, in the end, I realized the only thing I truly needed was my family. So I had a little, I had a little epiphany. I was sitting at a table with the whole family and their relatives and everyone. And that would normally be awesome. You know, you're completely immersed. And uh, I just kind of got pretty sad at the moment. I said, what am I doing traveling? You know, like, I just left my family, everyone, like, just to do this, which is what, you know? And I just realized, wow, family, family for me um, is one of the most important things. And you realize that when you're traveling, relationships, at least for most travelers, become everything. And one of the worst part is saying goodbyes. And uh, yeah, you, you always have to say goodbyes. Always. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine. And yeah, yeah, always because you move on. And I just learned that family's good. So instead of continuing on, I bought a plane ticket and came home. And I'll restart the journey after. And and now now you're now you're back home. And and what you're doing, um, I'm a big fan of it. Is is you create a website called thepathfinder.co, and you you know you basically you can you talk about it. You've got a podcast. You share crazy stories. You share adventures. You know what is thepathfinder.co for those that might not know what it is. Yeah, well, it's basically what I just explained, the fact of getting all these crazy um, artistic, athletic, and uh, uh, musical adventures in one place. So people around the world can all submit articles, and you get all these stories in one place, and you can go on, and you can you know, say, you know, I always wanted to be a Formula One driver, but I'm not really sure how. Well, hopefully when I meet that Formula One driver, you can go on there, and you can see their story, and you can learn how to enter the field yourself. Or you can just read through these stories and and be entertained, and that's the whole point. And the podcast is like firsthand interviews, kind of like this, which what you're doing, but but only about the, the extreme realm. So you have the guy who does the drug in the heart of the Amazon, or uh, Israeli soldier um, who got involved in some serious stuff, and that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's all I can say. You're basically giving people a chance to be able to see a whole new world. Through you know through your platform, you, you, you know, they get to come on and relive some of the experiences that a lot of people have had, and hopefully get inspired by by that and realize that you know you know impossible literally says um, I'm possible. So you know it, it, it's right. yeah it's uh it's one of those things that um huh. yeah I know that's a different way. I know. Of, I'm like I'm like whoa I never thought about that. Yeah, it, that's what it literally says. It's right there. So it's it's all about a perspective. Um, and I think that's what you're giving the readers out there, the perspective 
that they might not otherwise have experienced. So, you know, um, I'm, I love that you're doing that. And I love that you're so honest about the experiences as well, because you're talking about the good and the bad. But at the end of the day, for you, what that trip did was remind you of the important things to you. For another person, it could be another thing. But that's that's really cool that you're, you're able to be as open with that as you are. Yeah, that's... I mean, the honesty is key. Otherwise, it's not a good story. <laughs> this is this is true. This is true. Um, okay, I'm going to do some rapid fire questions before we we, we close. But... All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay, um, okay. Wow, I was thinking all the four <laughs> countries. Now I'm not. I got to think. Okay, country with the best food. Uh Spain. Country with the best music. Uh Brazil. Best sport in the world. American football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm guessing you're a Steelers fan. No, 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 no. They just moved here, my parents. I'm from Boston. Oh, you, oh, oh, hey, wait, wait. Are we both Patriots fans? I mean, I bleed. I bleed in blue and red. Okay, so that's the only Boston team I support. So I'm a Patriots fan. Die hard. Really sad that Gronk is out for the year, but yeah, this is overlapping with the game, actually. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up really soon. We're gonna wrap up. <laughs> Don't worry, because I, I already had that in my mind too. <laughs> but um, uh, okay, and and then country that you felt the most at home with. I know you say you wanted to come home, but what country that you felt the most at home was where? Spain. I think I'm gonna go back and recorrect the food one and go either uh, like France or Turkey or. All right, all right. France, Turkey, and Spain combination for food. All right, but um, as, as we are audience, you're listening. We're both Patriots fans. We want to go watch the game. But Nate, tell us where we can find you, and tell us um, um what you're up to next. Uh, well, my name is Nate Manager. You can find me probably by Google. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> but uh, your website and uh, your Instagram and you know all those type of things is thepathfinder.mag, M-A-G for magazine. And uh, my email is also thepathfinder.mag at gmail.com. And feel free to email me anything. As you can tell, I'm a pretty honest dude. I'll, uh, I'll try, and, try and be as, as best as I can answering your questions. All right. Well, website, thepathfinder.co, Instagram, thepathfinder.mag, and thepathfinder.mag at gmail.com. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Well, thank you. Dot, so thepathfinder.mag. Thepathfinder.mag. Okay. Uh, the Pathfinder dot mag, and um, I, I make sure to put all this in the show notes. The last question I always ask my audience is this: How are you using your difference to make a difference, sir? I think my difference is being different. I don't think I'm very normal. Mm. And yeah. uh, I think I just really want to bring people together around the fact that even though we're all different, you know, in times like these when election is, uh, I was I was away from it for seven months, but yeah. coming back, you really see. Divided people, family members splitting up, girlfriend, boyfriend getting into it. And I just realized, like, it's going to work out. I guess that's how millennials think. You don't have to be dumb. You don't have to be ignorant. But I think find a middle ground and come together. I mean, sounds cheesy, but I'm definitely into that. That's that's perfect. And that's uh, that's a great way to use your difference to make a difference. Well, Nate, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, thank you for sharing all the experiences that you've had and um definitely we'll be putting this out there soon hopefully others get inspired by your your bravery and your honesty and just your your sheer personality and and love for adrenaline so thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for having me you've just been listening to the as told by nomads 
podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.